What's up? What's happening, everybody? It's episode number 71 of Thinking Logically. I'm the Podfather, and I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the director, the producer, and the writer, Dr. Joseph Anthony Corsi. Joe, you have another video going viral on TikTok. What's going on? We will get to that video later. We'll play it. Uh, I've just been watching the news cycle, man. It's amazing. And we've said this numerous times, how quick is the story, a, a giant earth-shattering story, comes across the news cycle, and within days, sometimes hours, it's gone. It's forgotten about. And eventually, we're going to have to do an episode of all these stories. I, I don't even know if we'll be able to fit it in a two-hour long episode, but the, we don't get any answers to anything. Have you been noticing that? Yeah. Yeah, well, we get answers, I guess, sometimes. We just don't know if they're the, the truthful answers. They're, but they're probably not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have a lot to talk about today, going from the, the death, death, alleged death of uh, Wagner, was it Wagner? Wagner, mercenary leader, uh, Prigozhin in Russia. We saw his plane get shot down uh, over the last couple of days. If Wagner instead of Wagner it makes you sound more sophisticated. So let's yes, go with Wagner. For sure, Wagner. Uh, the Trump's interview with Tucker Carlson on X that has generated, I think we're up over 250 million impressions on X. And can't forget about the first GOP debate that happened when. Um, so, Joe, where are we starting off today? Let's start with uh, Trump on Tucker on X, I guess, is the way you have to say it. Um, it got 70 million views on X before before the night was even over. I think within a few hours. <clears throat> I, I mean, sure, some of those are, are bots and countries, and you just scroll up, scroll down. I'm sure you counted more than once, kind of like our kind of like our elections or our votes or our ballots. But anyway, uh, it's... It, as of now, it's over, what, is it close to a quarter of a billion? Is it 250 million? I don't even know, but it's well over 220 million, which is, which is amazing. Uh, and Good. Yeah, no, it is uh, 200 and, well, this was pinned on the top of Tucker Carlson's, 255 million impressions on X. Now, I don't know if that means views, but people have seen this in their timeline. I think that's what, I think that's how they calculate that. And Speaking of this, you know, uh, Elon Musk created a new uh, monetizing system for X for creators and things like that. This has to be a large, large payday for Tucker Carlson as well. This is this is, I mean, breaking records. So, um, by the way, uh, we have to get into the mugshot as well that uh, was taken last night, and I want to read a an X, a tweet, whatever it's called now. When we get to that, I just saw on here uh, from your boy, Derek Johnson, Rattletrap1776. So don't let me forget about that. But uh, go ahead on the, the interview with Tucker Carlson. I watched it. Uh, I thought it was really good. He seemed, he seemed tired, subdued almost. Um, I don't know if it's his age or if it's the, all these lawsuits getting to him. But that's kind of the impression that came across to me. Um, I mean, obviously, they were in Bedminster. They were in some private rooms. So it's not like he's probably going to be very animated in, in that setting. But what did you think about it, Joe? I thought it was a really good interview. I, I wouldn't even say it was Tucker's best interview that, that he had on his show on X thus far. But it was really good. And it was amazing to hear him speak. And, and some of the things he talked about, whether we could play the video of him calling Biden a Manchurian candidate to Tucker asking him, you know, they indicted you four times. What's they impeached you? What's next? Do you think they'll try to assassinate you? Which, which he didn't even answer that question. Um, and then the Epstein thing. Do you, do you think his Trump's comments on Epstein dying by suicide disqualify him from being president? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that was an interesting I, question. I, I, I mean, what's he supposed to say? What's he supposed to say? Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, he kind of he kind of danced around that one. Uh, I was really taken back by Tucker's question about Trump. I mean, basically saying his life is in danger. 
why wouldn't they kill you? Is, is what Tucker Carlson said to him. Why wouldn't they? Uh, and, and Trump basically said, you know, these are sick people, you know, animals, I think he called them. And I was listening to Dan Bongino yesterday, and he reacted to this question as well. And he said, Trump knows something. Tucker knows something. He thinks that Trump's life is in serious danger. So, Joe, do you agree with that statement? Uh, I think it's always been in danger from the time he announced, went down the escalator. Not that all presidents and all presidential candidates' lives are. There's crazy people in the world. But this is a weird, and it's been going on for seven plus years, maybe eight years, a weird coordinated effort to get this guy. I mean, to go after this guy. It's, it's the three-letter agencies. It's other politicians. It's Democrats. It's Republicans. Do you remember Chuck uh, Schumer? I, I don't even know if Trump was even in office yet. He was, he was the president-elect, maybe. He might have been in office for a few weeks. He said, you can't go after the three-letter agencies in this country because they have six ways to Sunday to get back at you. And sure enough, after that, we saw seven years of them go after him. It's, it's not your typical threat where it's just a crazy person out there. I mean, I'm sure they wanted to appear like that. This is almost like a coordinated effort to get Trump, and it appears they haven't gotten them yet after seven years. The walls were closing in since 2000 and. 17. I mean, you had Robert Mueller, you had the Zelensky call where he was asking, hey, why don't you look into Hunter Biden and his dad, Joe Biden, and their business dealings? They impeached him over that. They impeached him over January 6th. We had the trial where he supposedly uh, tried to grab the steering wheel of the limousine. Was it Hutchinson was our last name? And drive it back to the, the Capitol. There have been so many. And now this. Everyone in his business organizations have had to face trial and charges I mean, this is this is like a Gestapo-ish kind of attack on him. It's been I, I don't even know how to describe it because we've never seen anything like this in our lifetime. No one's seen anything like question, this in the history of the United this... States of America, Joe. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, no, I I believe me, I, I get it. But to answer your question, is his life in danger? Yes, and it always has been in danger, and I think he knows that. Uh, it's just it's uh. It's just weird to hear more than one person besides him saying it, actually, actually saying it. People with credibility like Dan Pongino, former Secret Service agent and New York Police Department detective, and Tucker Carlson, the number one rated host, well, was the number one rated host until they canned him or suspended him or whatever because of the whole Ray Epps situation. Um, him, him mentioned it too. It's, it's eye-opening. So, Yeah. I, I honestly believe that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Donald Trump need to be very, very careful with their security details over the next year. You are dealing with people that will stop at nothing. And we've seen that, right? The last three years, four years, five years, will stop at nothing to bury their enemies, political enemies, take them off the board. <clears throat> you know, I said to you the other day about um, what would happen if Trump were to win. What would Merrick Garland and the DOJ do at that point? I mean, you would have, oh, man. I mean, I don't know what they would pull out of their hat. I'm not, I'm not, you know, privy to that kind of information and knowledge of what they could possibly pull at that point. But it, it, it will happen. If Trump somehow wins this election, has the votes, and wins the Electoral College, the DOJ will do something. They will have an ace up their sleeve that they will pull to prevent him from taking the office of presidency once again. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, and I think, honestly, it's happened before an actor is assassinated <clears throat> a president. Do you think Alec Baldwin could be the one? I, I joke around but when I say that, but you just never know in 2023 and how 2024 is going to shake out. Mm -hmm. Don't Once there's a timeline on it, once, once there's a, if he would win the election and they have literally 90 days until he takes office you're going to see some crazy things happen because that, that's it. Right now, they don't know how much time they have to get them. They have these trials coming up. I mean, they, they, they have a lot of outs, I guess yep. you could say. Inside straight, if you want to use the poker term, I guess you could say still. Inside straight draw. But I don't know. Don't At least forget. the tons of secret service security, unlike RFK Jr. Yeah. 
Well, well, don't forget. Um, by the way, if he goes to prison, Joe, what happens to Secret Service? Uh, Dan Bongino, actually, uh, I heard him say this. I, I guess they could shut down the whole wing of the prison. And Dan Bongino said he should just surrender and, and sit in the, in the prison and say, here, <clears throat> I'm your prisoner. You're yeah. moved. There is no way that, that a, a jail sentence would override Secret Service protection. There's just no way. He's, he's afforded that. Um, but uh, what was I going to say here? Uh, drawing a blank. But yeah, uh, you know, he, oh, don't forget about one thing. Talking about Ace Up Their Sleeve, which I don't even think that this is an Ace Up Their Sleeve, but it's something that it's been laying low for a while. If Trump were to win, or maybe the run-up to the election, October, you know, September 2024. Don't forget about one group, Joe. Antifa. Don't forget about Antifa. Um, they could be activated by the deep state at any point in time. So don't forget they about have the ma- They have the mask mandates in effect where they could just move in with society. You would never know because... Uh, yeah, it, it, yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. You say what you have. As soon as the mask mandates pop up, it, I feel like Ron follows shortly after. It's coming. I mean, you, you just sent me that today. It's presidential schedule. Biden's presidential schedule. And on the left-hand part of the schedule is the number of cases in, per day, number of cases total, and number of deaths per day, number of deaths total, and the percentage increase. This is on the presidential schedule. The pandemic's supposed to be over. He declared it it was over. They're going to come back. I really I believe that. Believe, I, I totally, you pointed that out. I totally missed it. I was looking at the fact that Biden and Joe Biden did a Pilates class on Wednesday. <laughs> wow. Wow, Victor. Or no, no not Victor. I said Victor Shokin. Shokin. Who was it? Uh, Pergozin's plane was just falling out of the sky. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get to that. But, but yeah, Joe, I mean, you know, like, Again, we'll, we'll, we listen to him. Dan Bongino said they're going to run back the same playbook that they did in 2020. It worked. He said it worked. Why wouldn't they do it again? Masks, COVID lockdowns, COVID restrictions, mail-in ballots. And last but not least, Biden in his basement. If it worked in 2020, why wouldn't it work again? Makes sense. If you, if you let it, as Donnie Phillips would say, if you let them. <laughs> if you if you let it if you let it happen, it'll happen. Listen, I, I get it. You know how I was in 2020 when it came to masks. I was, I, I I didn't necessarily yell at people, but I would question people. You know, it was just weird when I when Tom Wolf did the mask mandate at like two t- what one p.m. on the, on a weekday. All of a sudden, masks were mandatory, and I went to get takeout. Or actually, we we were supposed to sit down, me and my wife. This is a funny story. And they were like, I'm sorry, we can't see you. You have to have a mask on. They offered me a mask, which I thought was weird because it's the middle of a pandemic. And they're handing me a mask as if, you know, <clears throat> I don't know what their hands have touched. And they said, you could sit down and you could take the mask off if you order appetizers. But if you don't, it has to stay on. And I would just, honestly, I fought back really hard. You know I fought back very hard. And I get that some people, like, didn't. It wasn't the time. It wasn't the place. They just went along because they were being nice. 2023 and 2024 isn't the time to be nice. If you comply, I'm sorry, I'm going to lose respect for you. Yeah. I think you're going to have, if this comes back, the masks and things like that. Well, I saw a stat today, by the way. About 17% of the population received a COVID booster so far this year. 17%. That's um, sad. Yeah. And what was I saying here about... uh. I'm drawing another blank, but, um, but yeah. Oh, I think about, you'll have about 50% of the people that will comply with mask mandates and, and things like that. What do you think? 50%? Is that too much? I think it's, I think it's, I think it's too much. I think people have had it. Uh, I, I just, it it might start off maybe at 50%, but it's not going to work. Like, uh, you're, you're not going to get, we will have to listen. We will have to give them, and I'm talking to all the listeners out there, listen. We will have to give these companies that try to do the mask mandates the Bud Light treatment, okay? We will meme them to death. We will make fun of them. We will peacefully fight back. Or we just won't shop there. And we'll shop somewhere else that will allow us to 
walk into the place and breathe free air. It's amazing to me that you, th this virus can get past two, three, four, five, six vaccines, but not a piece of paper on your face. Right. It's a great point. I, I just, I don't get it, man. I, the, the show's called Thinking Logically. It's not that hard to do. Everyone has the ability. You just got to say to yourself, wait a minute, am, am I... Am I am I part of the, the the system? Am I am I helping the system out by doing this? I'm trying to be a nice person and be considerate. That time is over. That time is over now. I I, I think if if you weren't paying attention in 2020, maybe you still won't get it. But if, if you were just paying, you, you should understand. And like I said, if we give these companies the Bud Light treatment, they're not going to be able to survive, especially with the economy the way it is, inflation. Margins, I'm sure, are very thin. Give them the body light treatment. There's a corporate real estate crisis right around the corner. Um, and you also have the de-dollarization with the rise of BRICS, which we just saw them invite several new countries into BRICS. And now the United States is going to be left with their thumb up their ass, holding hands with Europe. Who has their own problems. So you're seeing a power shift. In the world. Going from the west. To the east. If you don't realize that. By now. Then you need to wake up. Because it's happening. And it's happening under this administration. This administration's probably enabling it to happen. So. That's all I got. I mean it's it's just one thing after another Joe. And if honestly I. I. I I don't know if we can, I'm being dead serious when I say this, I don't know if we could handle or survive another four or five years of this absolute dumpster fire shit show. Scary to think about. We won't, we won't make it to the election with this. If this continues the way it is, we will not make it to the 2024 20, election. <clears throat> Write it down to the bank. Yep. So, do you want to, do you want to move on to the GOP Debate. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I started the I started I started the Trump interview right when it came on X at eight fifty five and then I paused. I mean, I, I did want to watch the debate. It wasn't like I was picking one or the other. You know, I did want to watch the debate. Uh, I wanted to see you know, we we've been hearing about these guys, we've seen them in the news now, you know, in the last probably four or five months. I mean, I I started to hear about Vivek Ramaswamy back in April. Uh, so he had a great interview with Tucker Carlson, by the way, too. Um, so I was anxious to see how DeSantis would do, DeSantis, Vivek, uh, and some of these other clowns that we saw. And we, we talked about why the reasons why they're running the last episode. We're not going to rehash that, why they're even still in the race. But we have to ask the question, why is Doug Burgum in this race? Why is Asa Hutchinson in this race? Who is going to vote for these guys? Asa <laughs> Hutchinson looks like a vampire from True Blood. <laughs> Doug Burgum seems like a good guy. Independently wealthy, just blew out his Achilles on the way to Milwaukee or whatever, but doesn't belong up there, along with a couple others. So it's it was apparent that, you know, according to if you believe what you what you saw with your eyes and what you're hearing in the media, Vivek Ramaswamy won this debate. If there is a winner, um, he was charismatic. He was confident. He was personable. He spoke very well. Obviously, he's brilliant. Um, I thought there were a couple other takes I had. Uh, Mike Pence just seems like a dud. I, I, again, I, you know, I, I don't know what his objective is in this race. No one's going to vote for Mike Pence, right? Um, <clears throat> Nikki Haley, I thought she did well. I'm not a Nikki Haley fan, but I thought she did do very well. She held her own uh, numerous times. She kind of gave it to Vivek a couple times, especially with the uh, climate change a little bit, although I didn't like her answers. I'm not saying that I agreed with her. I just thought she did well. Uh, Chris Christie's a fat slob. Um, you know, DeSantis is, just came across as so robotic. He just seemed so stiff. He looked into the camera, almost every single answer, and it was like he was re rehearsing these hat, these lines that were... He already had in his brain. And he just comes across as extremely awkward. He didn't 
he, he didn't definitely didn't help his case in the debate. If anything, maybe I don't know, I wouldn't say he hurt either, but um, but I thought the clear the two clear winners of this debate were Vivek and Nikki Haley. Joe, what do you think? Uh, I would say Vivek for sure. I, I hate Nikki Haley, so I I, <clears throat> I I can't say that. I honestly I I gotta give a special shout out to what's his name? Is it is it Burham? Doug Burgum. Burgum, okay. Because he stood the entire debate with a torn Achilles, and as a person that's torn theirs before, that's probably the most impressive thing that I saw on Wednesday night, was the fact that he stood the entire debate. And it was hilarious. I, I was expecting to pull the Constitution out of his walking boot, but I think he pulled it out of his pocket. Um, but, yeah. I mean, the whole debate, honestly, it's, it sucked. It was only interesting because Vivek was, was who Vivek was. Hand, hands down, he won that. He had the best zingers, the best comebacks. He made the best arguments. Everyone else, like I said, either sucked or vanished after a few minutes or the first half hour. Ron, Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott, they vanished. At one point, maybe it's just me. Were you not expecting Vivek to eventually just <clears throat> start tucking on his face and pull off a mask and it was actually Donald Trump? Yeah. It, 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 he sounded so much like him, the comebacks, everything. When he told Chris Christie to come give him a hug, like Christy did Obama and help get and, and get him elected. I, I literally laughed out loud. So <laughs> yeah. he said, "Come give me that hug, brother." Uh, he did. Ex- Vivek did exactly what he needed to do. He made fun of their robotic tone and their mailed-in one-liners. And then, you, of course, like you said, Christy, Chris Christie, Chris Crispy, as we should call them, spent the entire time just trying to swallow people whole. It was just it was nonstop yelling. Which is weird because I thought fat people, Mark, were supposed to be jolly. <laughs> yeah, I did like Chris Christie. He's such a fat slob. Yeah, I did like his line though. He said, "You know what? I'm tired of this." I was like, "Oh, what's he going to say now?" And I'm sitting there laughing. I'm like, "These guys are such clowns." He's, and he, he said that Vivek sounded like something out of Chat GPT, uh, which you know sometimes Vivek can sound like that, but he's very, very polished. A great speaker. Very, I didn't realize he was only 38 years old. I mean, he's only three years older than I think the, the minimum requirement to be age to be president. 35 uh, or 36. Yeah. I think it's 35. And I don't know. People don't realize this. The, the Sanctus is only like 43. He, you feel like he's a lot older, but he's only 43 years old. But Vivek uh, definitely, I think, is, is, he's, well, I don't, I haven't seen new polling yet. It's after this debate, but. He's going to pass the Sanctus because he was pretty much neck and neck with him uh, already. <clears throat> and, I, and, I, and I like the Sanctus. And, and a lot of people do. I mean, he's one of the best governors, if not the best governor in America. He just doesn't fit in in these settings very well. He, it's like I said, he's like awkward. Um, he needs to go back to what got him here, you know, um, it's just, I don't know. It was just, it was just very, very weird to me, you know? And, and when he said something about being stone cold dead and he was looking right into the camera, I'm like, what consultant told you to say this line? You know, it was just so weird, but you know, you have to look at the diversity too. the panel, Joe, of, of the people up there. You had two Indian Americans, Nikki Haley and Vivek, uh, you had two Italian Americans and Chris Christie and Ron DeSantis. Don't and count Christie. Don't count Christie. Well, don't do that. Don't tell people <laughs> that. You had, you had, a, you had an African American uh, and Tim Scott, who was the nice guy stick, or if that's just who he is, I think that's just who he is. He's a super nice guy. Uh, just doesn't play. Um, I'm not sure, you know, he's going to do well in South Carolina, probably, because that's his home state. So is Nikki Haley. They'll probably split the votes there. But uh, Tim Scott, great guy, seems like. But he really kind of ceded the moment to, to Vivek and Nikki Haley most of the time. Who do you think did the worst? <clears throat> Asa Hutchison. He doesn't even belong up there. Okay. I mean, he's polling like rephrase. 1%. Let me rephrase. Out of people, uh, out of the candidates that people actually know their names, you take out Asia Hutchinson and, and Governor um, Achilles. Chris Christie. You think Chris, I, I think Mike Pence did, Mike Pence did the worst. Uh, when he said that we have to keep on donating to Ukraine or U.S. service members will have to start doing the fighting. Really, Mike? Yeah. Really? Well, what is the obsession with Ukraine? 
and sending money there and saying if we don't send money there, we're going to have to pay for it in blood. I, I don't get it. Well, Chris Christie said the Russians are coming here too. Nikki Haley said Putin's going to take, after Putin takes Ukraine, he's going to take Poland and Hungary as well. I just like it's like like it's the red the, the red steamroller from the nineteen yeah. late nineteen forties early nineteen fifties. Uh, you know, Vivek told him the USSR doesn't exist anymore. If you're so stupid and dumb enough to think that Putin's going to try to roll through Europe, you're you're literally you're a moron. I don't even think he wants Ukraine, let alone the rest of Europe. Uh, it's just. Yeah, it's just scare tactics. Shame on the GOP. Shame on them for having this guy, Vivek, who was for mask mandates and everything in 2020. He's on that. I've said this on the podcast before. He's on that World Economic Forum board. He, he has ties to them. Shame on the GOP. What's it saying for the GOP where this guy is pulling the highest out of all of them, even a former vice president and the best governor in the United States? Ron DeSantis, as far as yeah. how your politics are, what does it say about the Republican Party? You're right. You're right. I, I mean, I, I don't know what it says. I mean, it's it's not it's not a good sign. That is not a good sign. Say what, if you could like Vivek as much as you want. I, I I like him, and there's some. I have some questions. Don't get me wrong, but that's this is not a good thing. This is not a good thing for the Republicans. It's a great thing for Trump, I guess, but. Yeah, well, you have career politicians that are that pretty much have all the same talking points for the most part, you know, and you have one person that stands out that sounds very different than the rest, and that is Vivek Ramaswamy, and he sounds a lot like Trump. DeSantis did sound like Trump, but now DeSantis is seems like he's bought and paid for by consultants and Jeb Bush, Jeb Bush, possibly Jeb Bush. Yeah. I don't want to say the military industrial complex yet, but we'll see. Um, but I wouldn't mind, you know, do you think it's too early to say this? I'm so it's a very hypothetical question, but do you think Vivek could beat Joe Biden in a head to head race? Um, yeah, I, I, I think anyone with a pulse would have to be able to beat Joe Biden because keep in mind, he, he's not going to be the candidate. Let's be real, but he's, if, if the election were held next month, I, I mean, wouldn't you be embarrassed voting for Joe? Even if you're a Democrat, wouldn't you be embarrassed voting for Joe Biden? Would you like where these these Joe Biden voters? Where are they? They've never had like a boat rally. How Trump used to have. Remember the boat parades Trump used to have. There's never been. I, I see very little stickers that say riding with Biden or anything. <clears throat> like yeah. Yep. I, I, I think, agree. I think these people should in in a in a. In a society where everyone voting has an IQ above 79, I think any of these candidates, including Chris Crispy, should beat Joe Biden. <laughs> Even Asa Hutchinson. So, but will it happen? I, I don't know. And things are only going to get worse. But well, this, this whole debate was a disaster. It's, it, let's be real. It, it wasn't. If you take Quebec <clears throat> out of it, it was literally like. It was more boring than the ones that happened prior to 2016, before the pre-Trump mm-hmm. era. Uh, you're right. That's a good point. You take Vivek out of that out of that group, and it is, I mean, it's one dud after another. I'm really disappointed with the Sanctus. I just really thought that he would be who he was as governor of Florida and how he got there. It's just, I don't know. I have nothing against the guy. I, I really do like him. It's just. He just comes across as not authentic at all. Um, and, and none of these guys, except maybe Vivek, could probably go toe-to-toe with Trump in a debate. So I have to ask you, though, do you think Trump hurt his cause by not being there? No, absolutely not, because you saw how they treated Vivek. It would have been 10 <clears> times <throat> worse if it was Trump. Plus, you would have had Vivek going after Trump because he's a smart man. He, he probably thinks he has a, a shot, which I, I really don't think he, he does. But he probably thinks he has a shot, and that would have been his chance right there to pull maybe within 20 points. And then anything's possible. Anything, is po- anything I guess, is still possible. But I, unless someone gets within 30 or 40 points of Trump, this is over. This will not make it to the spring, and it shouldn't. It shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, 
we are a long way off from this election next year. Uh, I mean, in, in, in political in political years, it's, it's almost a lifetime of how far we have to go um, until we have this election. So I don't know. Uh, what, do we know when the next one is? Uh, I do not know. I'm guessing it would be sometime in September. I, I could probably... Good service down here. I don't know why. Well, they have. Well, yeah. I guess. I mean, I guess you're gonna have to have more, right? Because you have the first primaries coming up. When? When's the first? When's the Iowa caucuses? Is it like it used to be? Like it always used to be right at the right after the Super Bowl, like a week or two. I don't know if it's in late February or I think it's late February now. No, I'm gonna look it up. Iowa caucuses says here that. Well, in 2020, they were held on February 3rd. So. I think that was the day after the Super Bowl. I could be wrong. I think the Super Bowl was February 2nd in 2020. February, February. Oh, no. The, South Carolina has their primary on February 3rd, 2024. That's because they moved it up this year. That's for the, just the Democrats, <clears throat> though. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the next Republican debate, just to answer your question, is September 27th, and then I think there's one sometime in October. Okay. But, so at least two more. And then it says here the new DNC calendar designated Nevada and New Hampshire to hold the second and third primaries together on uh, my birthday, February 6th, three days later. Um, so that's interesting. But there's, I mean, is there really even going to be a Democratic, assuming that Biden is the, Biden doesn't die or get impeached or 25th Amendment. It, it, I, I, I mean, let's be real. There's no debates. There's nothing going on on that side. Is it just going to be a fixed election? Are we even going to? It's uh, there. There's a reason they put South Carolina first. That's that's the, that's the only place Joe Biden won. He came in fifth in Iowa, and he might have been even coming fifth or sixth in New Hampshire. Yeah, funny. They don't like him. No one likes him. And then the, you put this whole Maui situation. Plus, he's been on vacation again. The presidential <clears> schedule <throat> I sent you today. He had no events going on. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Interesting. No, well, he's, he's, he's it's like he's not even campaigning. It's like this this is the weirdest presidential campaign I've ever seen being run, especially when it's not a gimme for him. It shouldn't be. You got RFK Jr., you got some other chick, I can't remember her name. She's gotta be probably a better candidate than Biden, the corpse. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I I I'm really anxious to see what happens with RFK in the, in these primaries. I mean, it's a giant mystery because there's going to be no polling. There's going to be no debates. There's going to be, uh, I, yeah. I, I don't know. The weirdest thing ever. It's, it's almost like it's, it's the bath party and Saddam Hussein. Nope. 98%. He got. Yep. Interesting. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on that debate, or do you want to go yeah, on? Yes. Just to clarify for our viewers that didn't watch or that do watch Fox News, um, Fox News pretended like Donald Trump, the former president, and Tucker Carlson didn't even exist. They not one mention. I don't think <clears throat> that their former, maybe even current. I don't know who knows what Tucker is to them. Employee and his interview. I don't think not one mention. And then this is from Glenn Greenwald on Twitter. I'm sitting directly behind. Marjorie Taylor Greene at the GOP presidential debate, and her attention appears to be at least divided. And she's on her phone watching Trump and Tucker on X. <laughs> Gotta love MTG. So, yes. Yeah, so let's. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. Just uh, I, I don't know. The, the 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 whole primary season is weird to say the mm-hmm. least, and. Trump is still ahead by 40, 50, 60 points. I don't even know what it is anymore, to be honest with you. And Vivek is the clear-cut winner. Just go on social media. All the engagements and stuff is talking about Vivek. That's how you can tell in 2023. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, we will wait for the next debate to happen. So we'll see if any polling changes between. If there is new polling, we will update all of our listeners uh, to see if uh, Vivek closes that gap between him and President Trump. All right, uh, let's talk about Prigozhin, uh, Joe. Tell our listeners again who Prigozhin is and what he was responsible for, for anyone who forgot. So, I don't know how how you say it, but did you know that he was a chef or something before he was head of 
Wagner or Wagner? I did not know that. Yeah, I believe he was a a, a chef. Uh, he's always had, I think, close ties to uh, Vladimir Putin, but he's a a, a Russian. What do they call them? Oligarchs? Oligarchs? And yeah. Uh, yeah, he was he was referred to as Putin's chef, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, because he owned a lot of restaurants and catering businesses that provided services to the the Kremlin. He uh, he's a former convict, I believe, too. But in 2014, I think it was 2014, he founded the Wagner Group, which is a pro-Russian, uh, I don't know, paramilitary. <clears throat> I don't know what the word used, but it's a private military force, and they do sometimes the fighting for Russia. And that's what you saw in Ukraine. They were doing, I believe, most of the fighting in Ukraine. And was this on Wednesday? Wednesday, yes. This is from Jack Wasobic on Twitter. A private jet belonging to Prigozhin has crashed with all seven passengers and three crew reportedly dying upon impact. Prigozhin was, per the man of passenger manifest, listed as being on a plane. <clears throat> there are also reports of a second plane of its type belonging to Prigozhin and it has currently turned around in its landing in Moscow. Now, we did cover this, I guess, like a month ago with the attempted supposed coup, according to our media, that Prigozhin was trying to do against Putin. Um, do you remember that? Yeah. They said he was headed back to Moscow to take over and Putin might have to flee via helicopter and abdicate. And yeah. it turned out it was all, it was all Bush. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. next thing you know, I believe he was in Belarus and then we saw him a few weeks later in, I believe, Africa, which was weird. So another thing, um, it appears that this guy has also faked his death in 2019. And believe it or not, it involved a plane. Really? Yeah. I actually, I think Dan Bongino said that as well. So. Wow. Um. So yeah, this is the second time I believe he's died. Uh, the first, the first time, reportedly he died, and I think it was 2019. But yeah, yeah. So this would be this would not be the first time he has succeeded in disappearing. He was officially declared dead in Africa in 2019 before reemerging before Russia's illegal invasion of Ukraine. So maybe he'll he's off the chessboard for a few weeks and he's going to reappear maybe in a few more months in another conflict somewhere else. This is like movie stuff here. <laughs> I mean, is- if, 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 he, if he was not on that plane and faked his own death, that would be something. Here, this is from I the Daily know. Mail. Prigozhin better be alive. Wagner fighters threatened to march on Moscow <clears> after <throat> Russia claimed mercenary was on board Doom plane brought down by bombs smuggled in wine crate. As rumors spread, he faked his death and fled in the second plane. Um, I didn't know about the wine crate. You know, they tried to kill Adolf Hitler. I believe it was before World War II even started with a similar situation. It was a wine crate with a bomb that once it reaches a certain altitude, it explodes. So apparently technology has not advanced that much when it comes to killing people via plane. But also, you've got to wonder, is there any country, maybe Ukraine, that was given missiles that could fire into Russian airspace by any other country, maybe the United States. Just throwing that out there. I'm just throwing that out there. And this is where the audio from the Thinking Logically TikTok is going to come into play. Mark, do you remember, I believe this happened before the podcast even started, whenever Joe Biden said that he will find a way to end Nord Stream. He promises you Nord Stream will not go on. He will find a way to end Nord Stream. And then a few months later, maybe we'll say six months later, Nord Stream mysteriously gets blown up. Go on. Here's what Joe Biden said about Prigozhin. I don't know how long ago it was. Maybe two, three months ago. Maybe. Playing it now. All right, here we go. Determining what happens to Prigozhin, what happens to Vilnius, I mean, excuse me, what happens uh, when we discuss this in Vilnius, is uh, God only knows what uh, what he's likely uh, to do. I'm not even sure, we're not even sure where he is and what relationship he has. If I were here, I'd be careful what I ate. 
I really ought to keep my eye on my menu. But all kidding aside, I, I don't, who knows? I don't know. I don't think any of us know for certain what the future of Prigozhin is in Russia. They don't know. Now, Joe Biden, who probably can't even wipe his own ass. So obviously someone told him to say this, clearly. But Joe Biden says he doesn't know anything about Prigozhin, where he is, anything, what, what can happen. But he better be careful. He better watch his food. If that, it's just, I'm sorry. There's only so many coincidences I could take. <clears throat> After what he said on Nord Stream, you got to wonder. Did the United States or the CIA or Ukraine with help from the United States have a hand in this? All right. Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Why would the United States take out Prigozhin if he's the supposed enemy of Putin? Okay. I'll play devil's advocate right back. Is he a supposed enemy of Putin or did our mainstream media lie about that? Because we have really have no idea what went on there, what this march on Moscow was two months ago. But it was a giant dud, and it ended up with him being just sent to Belarus and then Central West Africa, where Jake Sullivan was and where Niger is and all that. It's just it's, – it's so confusing. We could only speculate, I think. We're never going to know anything for sure. It's just – it's all weird. And it's crazy that in a country like ours – like, you expect, like, Russia to be like this. But in the United States – we pay our tax dollars. Shouldn't we? Don't we deserve answers? To any yeah. of this stuff? No, but we're not getting it. Get any answers? It's this is this whole situation is just effed. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I would. I would be very hard pressed to believe the United States did this in Russian airspace. Uh, if you want, if you really need a distraction and you want to ha- escalate the war with Russia, which I don't know why they would do that, but I could probably, get, I could probably think of a few reasons. It's a great distraction for, for <clears> Biden. <throat> and, well, his administration, I guess. It's a great distraction, and it's more money for the military-industrial complex, I guess, because Ukraine might not be a big selling point for much longer. But if there is a Russian uh, escalation, yeah. maybe. Maybe there is then. Maybe there is. It's just the whole thing's weird. Um, it's almost like the scene from from Goodfellas, where if you saying let's let's assume that that Putin did do Russia did do it. It's almost like the scene from Goodfellas whenever Putin is on camera. He's like there was you know he's gone and there's nothing we can do about it. <clears throat> right. Is that Goodfellas? Yeah, it's Goodfellas on the on the payphone. But where's Bogosha? <laughs> he's gone and there you know there's there's nothing we can do. All right, what else we got here? Uh, we're going to begin to let's do the let's do, let's dive into the mug shot, and then I think we just Sorry. have a SpaceX story. <clears throat> yeah. So, did you watch any of the coverage on CNN? Uh, I was not home. No. Oh man, it was it. It might have been hard <clears throat> to watch, but for me, it was just entertaining to watch. They they gave Donald Trump stats as two fifteen. Yeah, 215 pounds and six foot three. And I can't remember if it was Jake Tapper or who it was. You would have thought that, that I, I don't know what the story was, but he was just dumbstruck. He was going, 215, what? 215? He definitely didn't get on the scale. As, as if that like matters at all. And they were also talking about, I guess one of the co-defendants is going to have to spend a night in jail. And they were talking about, almost like bragging about how this jail has had 14 inmates die under mysterious circumstances. This is CNN saying this. <clears throat> die under mysterious circumstances. It's almost like they're trying to hint at something that's going to happen. And then when you party that with what Tucker Carlson said and Dan Bongino saying about like Trump's life could be in danger, are, are they going to try to kill the one co-defendant that has to spend a night in jail or two nights in jail or the weekend in jail? I don't know, but if he dies, best believe they'll blame it on Trump. But... I mean, who would really be killing this person, this co-defendant? I, 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 I don't know. The whole situation, the arrest, the motorcade, the fact that he had to get fingerprinted, the mugshot, it's, it almost seems scripted, <clears throat> but it's, yeah. I don't think it is. I, I mean, it, obviously, I don't think it is, but what is going on? This is the fourth indictment 
and they want to try to what rush this trial by is it coming up in like a, a couple like a month or two well i read today that that is only for one of the one of the 18 co-defendants that he asked fanny willis the da for a speedy trial and she moved him up to october and the other what 18 co-defendants or, go, or will be tried in january i think it is so <clears throat> oh yeah that's right the primary season yeah. Right, right around primary season. It, it, is, another one. it is honestly amazing. I was thinking about this before we jumped on today. It is honestly amazing that these things happened two and a half years ago. And all of a sudden, in a matter of three months, he's been indicted four times. And he's now going to be on trial right in the middle of his primary season. If people are, are don't really understand what they're trying to do here, you have to be a freaking moron. I mean, this it's so blatant the the amount of interference that they're trying to, to trying to employ here with him. It, it's just unbelievable. So keep in mind they impeached him over this the, the one of the cases, the January sixth case. They impeached him over, and that failed miserably when he showed up with a list of 201 names that would be subpoenaed and called to testify. That, yeah. that impeachment went downhill real quick for them. But, Mark, we're not bringing it up again. Shame on the Republicans in Congress for not doing something about Biden. It shouldn't be I a know. tip. But, like, there is solid evidence that Joe Biden received bribes. Say <clears> whatever <throat> you want. And then you have the fact that the, his DOJ, the same DOJ that's targeting a former president, is ignoring the Hunter Biden thing and trying to give sweetheart deals because they don't want Joe Biden to have to get on the stand and testify when his son was threatening to do that. It's it's head spinning. This is supposed to be the United States of America, not not some yep. Mickey Mouse. What kind of Mickey Mouse country is going? Is this? Yep. Well, <clears throat> this mugshot uh, thing here <clears throat> that we saw last night. Now. Mark Meadows, Jenna Ellis, Rudy Giuliani, they all had similar mugshots. Um, but this is from Derek Johnson on, on X. Uh, this guy has 118,000 followers. This guy is... Um, he, he believes Donald Trump's still the president. Uh, Donald Trump, Donald John Trump, his profile says, is commander-in-chief via military occupancy and continuity of government via laws and orders. So this guy believes that Trump is still the commander-in-chief. So... Uh, he, he goes on to say, this is, I, I do not believe this. This is extremely far-fetched in my opinion. <clears throat> Longer explanation for those in the back. First, anyone who thinks this is a real mugshot is too stupid to lose IQ on. If you're still falling for Trump got indicted, you haven't read anything via laws and orders or applied anything over the past year. I've shown, which are all aftermath visuals of those and addressed the show me where questions over and over and over. Military occupancy and continuity of, gov- or of operations plan are the umbrella. Everything else is under those. You are watching the greatest special operation in world history take place. In the shortest amount of evidence that outlines your proof is 50 U.S.C. 1550 <clears throat> in the executive documents below it showing who the CIC in charge is, Commander-in-Chief. <clears throat> this is very well strategically planned. Do you know where one of Commander of Chief, where one of Commander-in-Chief Trump's last speeches was? In January of 2021, Alamo, Texas, by the border wall on January 12th, 2021. Optics equals Alamo. Up until his return to Twitter, now X, his last tweet was January 8th, 2021. His mugshot isn't a mugshot. He's in a suit and in, in tie. No height chart. Okay, I'm going to stop here. Everyone else got mugshots similar. So that I don't know if that dispels what he's trying to say here or not. And he addresses the media walking to the camera as a president. <clears throat> His mugshot says election interference, which is addressing the executive order 13848, which has been extended two years in a row by Biden that was written September 12th, 2018, which was two months before any election under Commander-in-Chief Trump, which means the only evidence of uh, election interference they would have was 2016 and prior. The EO has a national emergency in it, and it's current and active to September 12th, 2023, and must be addressed or a new order until addressed. That's also why Commander-in-Chief Trump keeps truth and election interference every single day, multiple times a day for the past few months, amping up to the deadline. 
<clears throat> the key line in that order cancels out our, our votes in January 6, 2021, as I've broken down many times before. Although there has been no evidence of a foreign power altering the outcome or vote tabulation in any United States election. Uh, goes on to say here, alter the outcome equals our votes at ballot box. Um, <clears throat> the insurrection happened through the two objections making Congress visually break. And he lists some, I don't know what these numbers are in these letters. And the ropes, hence Commander-in-Chief Trump in 2020. We have it all. We've caught them all. His mugshot says no surrender. Also funny how Texas is going to be the first state to go back to gold-backed currency on September 1st. Oh, the irony. William Barrett Travis, Lieutenant Colonel and Commander of the Alamo, who drew a line in the sand, telling his men to pick a side. Also known for his famous letter to victory or death. The famous last words of the Alamo were, no rendir say muchachos, don't surrender, boys. All planned, military occupancy, and COG. The end. Joe, that was a lot to digest. Um, any thoughts on that? Okay, so I've actually <clears throat> dealt with this before. I, I've looked into this. Um, I can't be an expert at anything, but I will say... I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't get 100% on board with that just because I feel like a little bit is called hopium. But when you, when you look at what happened with the Capitol, they, they chained up the Capitol, put the fences up. There was no one at Joe Biden's inauguration. It just seemed weird. And then part of that with, he still called Trump, not the president, the commander in chief, meaning that, that maybe Joe Biden is the president and Trump is with the military. Biden hasn't lifted a finger with the military to send them to Afghanistan, to send them anywhere. Yes, 12 U.S. service members died, but it's he, the, our military hasn't been doing anything. That would explain why we're paying Ukrainians to fight Russia instead of our own military. That would explain a lot of things why maybe we're sending the National Guard over instead of military units to places like Poland and, and other countries. It's, it's weird, but I mean, I can't. I, I, that would be nice, but that's just that's just hopium. I think at this point, um, it would be crazy if true. Crazy when when you look at everything on the surface. I mean, I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe this is just one whole thing to wake up everyone and to catch a lot of criminals, both inside and outside of our country. Uh, it's just, I, I feel uh, like I if I, I if I believe something like that, though then I'm just going to sit back and wait for something to happen instead of being active, whether it be with this podcast or in my community or with my, you know what I mean? Yeah. If that happens, that would be one of the greatest twists in the history of humanity. Probably. It would have to be the biggest. The biggest. Yes. I mean, what else? I I can't name Jesus. Okay. Jesus being resurrected on uh, after being crucified is probably the only bigger twist. (laughs) <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, very interesting, though. Uh, this guy, though, believes it wholeheartedly. I mean, that, that um, Trump is still commander in chief. Like I said, I guess anything's <clears throat> possible. When you look at what the military's done, Biden's never used the military for anything. And then the inauguration was weird. There was armed guards at the inauguration. I, I guess I could kind of see what the guy's saying, but I can't. I'd love to, but I can't buy into that right now. I mean, we got we got to focus on on you know our reality, what happened. If that is, and it'll it'll come across, and I won't have to do anything, you know, supposedly. But I, I'm not just gonna let my guard down and be like, oh yeah, Trump's still the president. I don't have to do anything. Just watch. Right. Right. All right. You want to get into disclose? Yeah, let's uh, well, let's do the Elon Musk story real quick. One of our listeners sent us this. I actually was gonna, yeah. I actually was gonna comment on this. Um, SpaceX, Elon Musk's SpaceX. So, the U.S. Justice Department has filed a lawsuit against SpaceX for allegedly discriminating against refugees in its hiring practices. Translation: They don't want SpaceX to hire Americans citizens. They want them to hire refugees from different countries. And I told a listener, just watch. This is probably because the refugees would have been hand-selected probably by the CIA or whatever you want to call them, the deep state or, or someone in Biden's administration. And Lord knows what they would have found out about SpaceX or what they would have done to SpaceX. So, But the fact that the Department of Justice, the Justice Department is going to sue SpaceX, a private company, for not hiring 
refugees over American citizens? Is this, it almost makes you think like the last guy might be right about the whole Trump really is the commander in chief thing. And this is just to wake everybody up. Another day living in America last. They're suing uh, SpaceX because they are hiring American citizens over asylum seekers. Let that sink in, guys. Let that sink oh, in. This just came across the, the wire. Colin Rugg, Rug, I don't know how you say his name. Just then, former President Trump <clears throat> sold his Mar-a-Lago, Florida state just weeks before he was arrested in Fulton County, Georgia. According to Zillow, Okay, I, I hope he didn't use Zillow to sell it. Anyway, according to Zillow, the residence was sold on August 4th, 2023 for $422 million. Upon closer inspection, it appears the estate was transferred to his son, Donald Trump Jr. And then it's in quotes, while Zillow does not provide details about who bought the property, the website SunBiz said the current owner of Mar-a-Lago is a company called Mar-a-Lago Inc. owned by the former president's eldest son, Newsweek reported. And then he says, good. Protect your assets from the corrupt elites who are trying to ruin you. And it has the picture and the price history and everything. It says it. I mean, I don't see why this... That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. But that's all I have. If you want to do disclose, we got about 10 minutes, probably. <clears throat> Breaking news. Maui sues Hawaiian Electric. Claims utility responsible for deadly wildfires. Wow. Since, since you brought the guy that thinks Trump is still the commander-in-chief, is, is it a conspiracy? Is it real? The, everything in Maui that's blue wasn't burned. Is that for real, or is that just like a lie? <laughs> I saw some video on that. I, I, that's, that's conspiracy land to me. Uh, it's weird. I said Oprah's, Oprah's house was had a blue roof or something. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. We'll never know. All right, um, let's go to Disclose. <clears throat> F-18 fighter jet has crashed in San Diego, killing the pilot, officials say. Wow. Well, blame Trump. He's the commander-in-chief. Yeah. The U.S. Federal Reserve is prepared to raise rates further, as inflation is still too high. Oh, boy. This thing is a giant bubble. Get I guess you're insured for up to 250k. I think we've said that before. If you're in a bank, get your monies out of out of the bank. I mean, this is a giant. Don't think it can't happen. This is a giant bubble. It's been completely mismanaged, and if I think they're in a pickle, they can't lower interest rates. They can't raise interest rates. Right. And they're just going to print more money, and that's going to cause hyperinflation. No matter what they do, it's going to be a bad decision now. But remember, two years ago, inflation was transitory. Yep. They all said it. They all said it. Bidenomics. Mm-hmm. Biden's climate czar, John Kerry. Now humanity is inexorably threatened by humanity itself. Please uh, go. Save us from ourselves. Please, aliens. Please go away. <clears throat> Hunter Biden moves into $15,800 a month Malibu home. And his taxpayer-funded Secret Service detail into a $16,000 a month home nearby. Wow. It's amazing. What about that? Now, do they follow him to jail if he goes to jail? How does that work? That's a great question. Everyone gets Secret Service. Are we the only people that don't have... Is is it us and Robert Kennedy Jr. that don't (laughs) don't have secret, Secret Service protection? Jeez. Hunter Biden, they're probably so thrilled that he's out of Washington, D.C., and, 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 so he can get out of the White House. Uh, at least he's got some marijuana is legal. Yeah. What could go wrong? Hunter Biden in Malibu. I still can't believe they found, they found cocaine at the White House after Hunter Biden moved in there in the most secure building on the, probably the planet. Still no idea. Another story, like we said at the beginning of the episode, just completely disappeared. F, F the cocaine that was found in the yeah. White House. We can't, we can't figure it out. Amazing. Uh, All right, let's go on. Uh, Nord Stream pipeline attack. The politically highly dangerous traces lead in one direction to Ukraine. From speaking like politics. I, there, there's no way Ukraine, basically after Crimea, a landlocked country for the most part, was able to get to the North Sea to do that. 
without help. Without help. <clears throat> without yeah, we know who the help is. Uh, sounds like a uh, <laughs> spy thrill you'd see on uh, on on television. Tom Clancy for sure. Yeah, Not for the October something like yep. that. Uh, Denmark to impose a ban on Quran burnings. Good. Shouldn't be able to burn books like that. Yeah. Will they do the, will, they, will they do the same thing with any other books though? No. If it was no. the book, they wouldn't. They wouldn't care. If you want to burn the Bible, go right ahead. Yeah. Uh, paper straws deemed eco-friendly contain potentially toxic chemicals, which would which could pose a risk to people, wildlife, and the environment. A study has found. But the virtue signaling felt good, didn't it? At least. Oh, it felt so good. It felt so good. You know what, Joe? I was just thinking about this. You know, down in Disney, uh, they were using paper straws uh, in some places. Well, some other places, they were kind of like phasing them out down there. And they said that, you know, they were no longer giving straws out, paper or plastic. I'm like, hmm, that's kind of weird. I thought they were all on the paper, the paper straw train. And then this comes out. I wonder what Disney knew before it just happened to be a coincidence. No, it was just a coincidence. Just yeah. a coincidence. <clears throat> Greece has called out arsonist scum after police made 79 arson arrests over wildfires ravaging the country. Okay. I feel like these arsonists are being kind of, the stories are being kind of like silenced and pushed down and not like, I haven't seen this. I, mean, I, I listen to a lot of news and I'm on Twitter a lot and I haven't seen this. <laughs> <laughs> It's worldwide, apparently. Europe's Digital Services Act is now in force. Large online platforms risk heavy fines if they fail to police hate speech and disinformation more aggressively. Why can't we just be free to say whatever we want in America? Putin sent his condolences to uh, Prigozhin's family. Says the Wagner boss was a talented businessman. Okay. Uh, like I said, it's either either Putin had a direct hand in it or <clears throat> the United States had a direct hand in it. Yep. Uh, we'll never know. Another story we'll probably never get to the bottom of. The U.S. Department of Justice is suing Elon Musk's SpaceX for discriminating against refugees and asylum seekers in its hiring practices. Talk yeah, about this. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the funniest story ever. All right. That's one of those. The as one of those headlines from the Onion. I, I don't know what else to say. South African president, we've reached an agreement to invite Argentina, Egypt, Ethiopia, Iran, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates to become full members of BRICS. Membership will come into effect from January 2024. Okay, I guess you have a hard date on when. Uh, all, all it takes is one spark, and we're gonna have about 40 percent of the world's population right now, won't be wanting to trade in U.S. dollars. Yeah. NVIDIA CEO says a new computing era has begun after reporting strong second quarter earnings. NVIDIA reports quarterly revenue of $13.5 billion, up 101% over the last year beating expectations. Okay, warning, because uh, don't ask me why I know this, but Jim Cramer loves this stock. So that should scare you. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, when with this? Oh, no, we have two more. Germany's ruling left-green liberal government has approved a law allowing people to officially change their gender and first name once a year. Incredible. <laughs> what? So once tolerant. a year? Yeah, once, once a, a year. year? What is this, AOL, ICQ? What, the, what is this? <laughs> All right, and we're going to wrap up with this one. FEMA officials are staying at $1,000-a-night luxury hotels in Maui amid recovery efforts, while the government is giving Hawaii residents whose lives just went up in flames a $700 one-time payment. Yes. That, you heard that I, mean, I, I, did, I did see that. That is unbelievable. you got to ask yourselves. Is FEMA, the Red Cross, all the are they money laundering machines too? Maybe I don't know. But this, why are they staying in the tents? Why aren't they staying in the tents? Right. And it's it's Maui. It's supposed to be beautiful there. 
you don't need to stay in the, the same kind of hotels as as uh, what was forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. Unbelievable. The most tone deaf administration we've ever seen. Uh, so, all right, uh, that's what we got, Joe. Do you want to uh, take us home? Yeah, sure. Uh, so we're gonna try to be here two days a week for you guys for the near future. Uh, just these next couple of weeks, I think are gonna be intense. Just, I guess, watch the stock market, watch, watch the banks, watch Jerome Powell. I, 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 I don't know, but at least football's back coming back, so that'll be a nice distraction that we need. Maybe we'll be back next week, Mark. We can talk a little bit of fantasy to help get our listeners' minds off this terrible awful things that have been going on in this country but um that's all i have mark anything else you have to say thank you to all of our listeners out there across the world uh keep listening keep sharing this out follow us on tiktok thinking logically uh underscore yeah i think it's underscore we'll figure underscore i always forget if you put the podcast in there thinking logically underscore on tiktok uh joe has a couple viral videos on there uh shoot us an email Thinking Logically Podcast, gmail.com. And uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening.